0: Welcome to Tracklisting, the podcast where a musician, a comedian, and a painter review old albums for some reason. This is Nick. This is Chris. And I'm Caleb. And I think this week we have a pick from Nick. We do. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Yeah. As well. yeah Thanksgiving. We hope you had a nice holiday. A one. Yeah. The follow up from Thanksgiving, I have picked the Fear and Loathing soundtrack. Yay! Yeah. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. 1998? Nice, nice. 98. Uh, I remember going to this movie on my birthday, I guess, when I was maybe 17? 17, yeah. This is nice. not a soundtrack that I owned, but I've seen the movie so many times that I've practically
1: owned the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I, I own the
0: soundtrack. Yeah. I listen to it a ton. So this, is, this has been fun for me
2: to revisit it.
1: I watched it, uh, I think, with my friends Brett and Reed and George Miller in middle school, and I was like, what? <laughs> it's blowing my mind. Like, I remember my brother, like, questioning me on the movie. And he's like, do you even know what they were doing? I was like, they were on drugs, right? Do you even know what gonzo journalism
0: is? (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into track one. Up first, we've got Big Brother and The Holding Company with Combination of the Two. We were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. (laughs)
1: To prep for this episode, Chris, Caleb, and I uh, just ate a huge bag of Peyote. Yeah, yeah, it's about to, mescaline's going to kick in. <laughs> I feel fine right now. I, I don't think it's going to affect me. Yeah. Uh, you spend the first half hour <laughs> cursing the guy that sent you fake drugs, and then it's Zing! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Big Brother in the Holding Company. Yeah, it's Janis Joplin's band um, yeah,
0: before she went solo.
2: Yeah, this song is you know it's a very druggy kind of uh, groove. There's not a ton to it. Uh, in sequencing the record I had to choose whether to cut out uh, Janis Joplin or Johnny Depp so I put the Depp part in the beginning I don't know <laughs> eh,
3: you
0: know Janis at her time it's a good
2: song the song doesn't uh, it doesn't go very many places
0: <laughs> it's kind of just the other big hit you would remember is uh, Peace of My Heart mm-hmm.
1: yeah this is uh this song is playing when they were just outside Barstow and the drugs were about to take hold. So I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> it's just hard to remember, but yeah, it S- sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, they were blasting this uh, in, their, in their convertible hauling ass to Las Vegas. It's a great song. Just listen. This is a great driving song. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think a lot of the music in this movie kind of makes me miss the West Coast and
1: driving all the time. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I forgot how much music is in this movie. It's all over the place, and there's six. I mean, there's sixteen songs on this track. Uh, But that's probably twenty five percent of the amount of music that's in the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in every
2: scene, which is great. When I downloaded this, it came with like a second disc, which definitely didn't exist, and it's just a bunch of music that was left out of the soundtrack. A lot of great music. Mm-hmm. It must have cost a ton of money. Uh, this movie did not do well.
1: Yeah, I, I, well, I, even looking at the reviews, I, I, I still I enjoyed this on the on the rewatch, but. I mean, initial, like a, initial flop, right? I think it has like a forty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes currently, which I is like it was what? Fucking good, man. Yeah, I thought, was, I, mean,
2: I thought it was brilliant. I remember watch I watched it because I was a big Terry Gilliam fan, mm-hmm. which is a little, yeah, little bit Monty nerdy. Python, and then it was a gateway into uh, Hunter S. Thompson. I started reading in high school after this, which is really good.
1: Yeah, this uh, this ruined a generation of young men trying <laughs> to be Hunter S. Thompson, <laughs> and then they're just forgetting to write. <laughs> they do all the drugs, and they're like, "Oh wait, yeah, I'm supposed to write something about." My experiences, but now I just I remember there did a was a bunch of uh, drugs. There's an older movie which I
2: still have never seen called Where the, where the Buffalo, Buffalo Room, yeah Bill,
1: the Bill Murray. The Bill Murray. Murray. Yeah.
2: Um there's a the Bill Murray. <laughs> so Bill Murray's playing Hunter S Thompson and there's a famous like I think a thing in interviews that Johnny Depp kept saying is that when he signed on to do this movie, uh, Bill Murray was like, Be careful not to get stuck in the character. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I think uh, when Johnny Depp's telling it it's kind of like a uh, like a a Heath Ledger thing of like, don't, yeah, don't let it take as you over. Same Jack Nicholson advice to Heath yeah. Ledger for the
0: Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: but in reality, I think it was just Bill Murray be like, if you start talking like him, you're going to find yourself talking like him forever. Yeah, because that's like the comedian thing. It's yeah. like you get sucked into a character and you like become that character. He's just kind of an asshole just, for, yeah. He's probably like, oh yeah, you're just going to start sounding like him. Like make sure
0: that doesn't happen. And Johnny Depp's like, I can't transform into him. It'll take me over <laughs> unless I go like stay with him. He went and like lived in his basement yeah. to like prepare for this role. Yeah. He went full. Metal Method.
2: All of the clothes, or a lot of the clothes, are actually Hunter S. Thompson's clothes, and Hunter S. Thompson
1: like shaved Johnny Depp's head, yeah. which <laughs> is uh, to make it look like his. There's some great uh, deleted scenes on the DVD where, like, Hunter S. Thompson is giving Johnny Depp a mask. He's like, yeah, this is a mask. <laughs> uh, oh, like I've this seen this. And it's crazy, mad, like, a needle coming out of the front of it. Yeah, he's like, thank you. Yeah, he's like, thank you, man. <laughs> you know, Johnny, he's cool about it. He's like, yeah, no, I get it, I get it, man. He's like, yeah, it's wow. a, wear this and this is a uh, fertility mask. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what's happening here? Yeah.
0: Anyways, great song. Let's move on. <laughs> track two. We've got Brewer and Shipley with one Toke over the line. I
3: sail away, you country coming by. And now I'm returning, showing off my smile. I met all the girls and I love myself a few. And I'm
2: surprised. I give a else that I've been through. They don't know.
0: I don't know what it is about hippie bands but they love singing about trains and train stations. Yeah, What's that? I guess that was the primary mode of transportation for some people.
1: Yeah, well it's a, you know there's some about like being a you know a saddle tramp. <laughs> I, I like take a train almost every day. <laughs> I don't sing about it. Oh man. Well there's some about being like a saddle tramp like hobo and hopping trains that's very like 60s 70s and stuff but I this song like I
2: when I was thinking about this song, I was like, "Oh, I hate that song." Uh, but when I actually listened to it, I was like,
1: this song's not bad. It's not, dude. It's not, bad. it's not a bad song. It's like a cute little song." But then you think about like the reality of it, and it's a, yeah. like a burnout at the train station. It's like too stoned to be in public, man. <laughs> I got to get out of here. It's this just is, like, it is <laughs> tweaking
2: it, out on the fucking. It mill. like incited my boomer rage of like, <laughs> this person is now like living in Orange County and voting Republican. <laughs> I'll give you guys one guess how that
1: song got written. Oh, man, I was at a railway station, and... uh, Dude, we didn't even get you high back then. Either Brewer or Shipley was one toke over the line?
0: Yeah, Brewer smoked a little too much, and he said to Shipley, I I feel like I'm one toke over the line, and Shipley said, That's good. (laughs) That's good. We're going to write a song around that. Dude, so marijuana
2: used to be... It was like so uncultivated. It was just like it was you know grass. I call it grass. It's like all seeds and shit and people would smoke. like nobody was high. like the stuff they have now has been engineered, yeah, where it's hilarious whenever there's like a like a reunion show of like maybe I don't know, Grateful Dead's always been touring, but say even like Bruce Springsteen, a bunch of people like middle aged people get together and go to these big shows and like decide to buy a joint, yeah. With not having smoked weed in like 30 years yeah. and they yeah. have tents set up for these people
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, tents up for these yeah people. our generation <laughs> has definitely slayed the weed
2: yeah. potency
1: <laughs> and so these boomers are just like in, they're in comas <laughs> yeah there was uh, one of my college friends was like uh, yeah my mom was kind of a hippie and she like caught us with pot in high school and so then like oh, you know, a few weeks later we were like cool can we all smoke together and he's like, and we got my mom so uncomfortably high, and it, it's like there was nothing we could do. we were like, okay, we're gonna put you to bed. Are you okay, mom? It was like, it's terrible.
0: This is happening in the film where they're driving into uh, Vegas, and Dr. Yeah. Gonzo, played by Benicio del Toro, is uh, singing along to this song. Yeah. Oh, this is uh,
2: Toby Maguire
1: is in the back seat, right? Yeah, the yeah. They just, they, they're about to pick him up, yeah. War uh, <laughs> uh, but this is actually mentioned in the book this song by name yeah, as yeah. is uh white rabbit uh so i think wow. yeah, they got i mean the budget on this uh, the, like the sound on this has got to be crazy but toby Maguire, holy shit his little cameo is so great Well,
2: there, there's an illustration in the book though yeah. ralph stedman illustration of this hitchhiker and it's mm-hmm. very like cartoonish of this like young kid with like Receding hairline. Yeah, and they made Tobey Maguire look so much like him, exactly
1: like him. Oh, yeah, he's terrifying looking, and he's terrified. (laughs) It's really getting real. How long is it going to take till we start babbling at this boy? Spiro
0: Agnew also had a problem with this song.
1: Yeah, Spiro Agnew had a problem with
0: everything. Yeah, he called it a blatant drug culture propaganda that threatens to sap our national
1: strength, and they tried to ban it from the airwaves. Yeah, As the beginning of the war on drugs, which yeah. was such a good idea, and we lost, we lost the war on drugs, didn't
2: we? <laughs> Spiro Agnew, did you realize that he went to? I don't know if he went to prison, but he was forced to resign in, Nixon's dis- in disgrace. Vice,
1: Nixon's vice president, for your but own unrelated
2: being. to the Nixon scandal. Really, Spiro Agnew was pre—that's <laughs> why Gerald Ford became president because Spiro Agnew was already out the door. Oh, whoa. by the time Watergate, like really went down. It's so f- I don't think I knew that. It's fucking fucking, fucking, fucking bastards. I thought it was all involved in the same thing. No, it a cleared house. Yeah. No. Unlike now
0: there was like a real web of corruption. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all, right, all right. Speaking
0: of web of corruption, here's track 3, Tom Jones with She's a Lady. Our first cover on the soundtrack. Paul Anka song? Paul Anka song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul Anka's uh, never really charted, and it ended up becoming one of Tom Jones's uh, yeah, I think his it's biggest, it's hit. biggest hit. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Tom Jones is so, I mean, it's like, there was like a whole collection of guys, but they're essentially ripping off, like, the bad Elvis. Mm-hmm. Like the... It's like the, the dregs the, of Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> like the worst part of Elvis's career. I, I watched a like Tom Jones interview,
0: and I, I never
1: realized he was from the UK. He's Welsh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it kind of blew me blew me away. I fa- yeah, I found that out, I think, like, two years ago, and it, I was like, what? what? <laughs> Tom Jones? I thought he was, like, from Ohio or something. <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: <laughs> no, man, he's CBE. Like, he, I mean, he's knighted or whatever.
1: Sir Tom Jones? Yeah, What's new Pussycat? That's what got him the, the knighthood. <laughs> That's what got him. <laughs> what uh, a song. Yeah. Sir Lancelot. It's an island, man. Sir it's a collection of, <laughs> <laughs> of islands. I don't know what you want me to tell you. Yeah, they're they're listening to this as they pull into Vegas, and for your listeners out there, this was uh, 1971, a different different kind of Vegas, man, a Vegas that's no longer there, man, <laughs> before that family-friendly bullshit happened, you know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, here we go.
0: <laughs> they still had the same slogan back then of what happens here stays here. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vegas has gotten dirtier in our <laughs> lifetime. A lot of
2: people that come here never come back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never heard from again. That's, um. I guess, Dr. Gonzo, played by Benicio Del Toro, who, who is amazing in this. Oh, yeah. Should have gotten a so uh, best actor, because he's so good in it. Uh, I guess it's played by somebody, Acosta Zeta. Oscar Zeta Acosta. Oscar yeah. Zeta Acosta, and... On his Wikipedia page, he has no death date, but it's disappeared date. <laughs> yeah, he mysteriously <laughs> disappeared. disappeared. In Mexico. He was like a
0: political activist for a long time, and then no one really knows what
1: happened to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was like he's assumed it's assumed he just died in Mexico. But
2: See, I think a lo- so. Uh, Johnny Depp was warned not to let the Hunter S. Thompson character take him over, but I think the person who needed to be warned was Benicio del Toro. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he never came back. Oh
1: man, <laughs> but I forget about how amazing of an actor Benicio del Toro is he's so it's good busy. I'm like oh yeah I'm glad he's in this movie and then he'll just knock it out of the park and I'm like oh man golly
2: yeah this cast this is a great cast
1: yeah yeah, yeah. there's some great cameos in here too and we'll touch base on that yeah later. you'll have
2: to remember I didn't have a chance to re-watch this but I I own this on VHS I remember watching it over and over had the soundtrack
1: Vern Troyer mini me is in this Cameron Diaz TV Cameron reporter Diaz. Uh, Craig Bierko yeah <laughs> He's in there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the list goes on The list goes on to track four This is the Yardbirds with For Your Love Everything and more and
3: that's for sure For your love I'll bring you diamond rings And things right to your door For your love To fill you with delight I'll give you diamonds bright There'll be things that will excite I'll make you dream of me at night
0: second cover on the soundtrack oh is this a cover this is a cover of a uh, graham goldman track who was a member of 10 uh, cc oh really
2: yeah uh i love this song yardbirds obviously uh, a band that <laughs> gave birth to a lot of uh 70s rock so you have clapton jeff beck i guess the new yardbirds was all turned into led zeppelin so it was jimmy That's page right.
0: I don't think they ever played all together in the band at the same yeah, time. It was
2: there was always, a <laughs> in and out. The band uh, started. There was sort of. There,
0: there was a Clapton era. Then there was a Beck era. Then there was a Beck and Page era. Yeah. And then Zeppelin eventually, you know, became part of the New Yardbirds, and then it became Zeppelin. Yeah, I don't. They never put
2: anything out as the New Yardbirds, but that was what the project originally was.
0: Yeah, I th- they had to. I think because of contractual reasons, maybe finish out a tour. Yeah, You know, using that
1: name. Yeah, there are a, a number of <laughs> members in the audience. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a whole uh, uh, forum pages. <laughs> Apparently, to like
0: at some point, there was a session that they did with John Entwistle and Keith Moon, and the idea of a supergroup came to mind, and John Entwistle shared the sentiment that if they started a band like that, that it would go over like a like a lead balloon. Yeah, and then they kind of joked about like the name of Led Zeppelin. and But ha- having the A in there, maybe people would mispronounce it as lead. so they, they Oh, dro- is that why they, they did that? They dropped the A, and then it was kind of born. All
1: right. Yeah. I like that.
0: That's like the best
2: explanation for a, like a, a misspelling yeah. that I've heard in a long time.
0: Yeah, Def Leppard, it doesn't hold up so much for Now,
2: it. now, it's, now yeah. it's just so that you can Google it. You can get a domain name, so
1: you drop <laughs> the A. Yeah, I think that another really good misspelling story is uh, Limp biscuit. Um, oh, Way through the Z Always brings in up there. Durst. <laughs> always goes
2: back to, all roads lead to Durst. Well, it was
1: Durst that Ugh. wrote down the word biscuit and was too stupid to spell it right. <laughs> oh, no. So that's, I think, the origin story on that. <laughs> Rock and roll history, baby. Come <laughs> at me.
0: Smart enough to do a George Michael cover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally insane. Let's get into track five. Why not? This is Jefferson Airplane with White Rabbits.
3: One pill makes you larger And one pill makes you small And the ones that Mother gives you Don't do anything at all Go ask Alice When she's ten feet tall
0: Chasing rabbits, and you know. Classic drug song. Classic drug song. <laughs> the LSD anthem. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I've got a. I got a piece of trivia. Maybe you guys don't know. Sure. It's, it's actually referencing a book. Mmm. Huh. huh? Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's right. Think yes. about it. Oh. Wait, if wait, you wait, think wait, about wait, the wait, lyrics? Wait! 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs>
1: wait! 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 <laughs> wait. She takes a pill. So Go ask Alice. Who's is is that the t- titular character? Alice. It reminds
2: me of like the uh, Led Zeppelin, like Lord of the Rings stuff, where they're like, "Go to Mordor," and it's like if you hadn't read that, you'd be like, "This is crazy. I don't know what they're singing about." But yeah. like now they're now they're just like big movies. If you like, are they fucking singing about Lord of the Rings? <laughs> what is that happening? Dorks, dorks. 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 this yeah. was this on the soundtrack? I don't get what I move. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So Grace Slick apparently she had written this song. Uh, be, like in her old band, and just showed up to replace a uh, singer at Jefferson Airplane. It's like, I got this song right. Yeah. Let's <laughs> put it down.
0: I watched a it's video. It's a great song. I, it's I great really so. dig it. Yeah. It was like an old video I found of uh, their performance at Woodstock. And I think they were originally slated to come on at like maybe an earlier time. Uh, but their set started at 8 a.m. on Sunday. (laughs) Man. (laughs) I'm not ready for this yet. The clip, you know, is of Grace Slick coming out on stage, you know, to 400,000 people at eight in the morning, uh, after the who has just finished their set where they've basically played all of Tommy. Oh yeah. Who knows what people, what kind of state of mind people are in. And she, uh, she says, all right, friends, you've seen the heavy groups. Now you will see morning maniac music. Hmm. And, uh, you know, they go into this song and it's pretty, but you know, people are like, you know, she's like, good morning. <laughs> people are like, ah! <sighs> <sighs> like
2: <laughs> I actually have another yeah. piece of trivia about this song. I don't know yeah. if you guys have heard this. It's actually an allusion to drug use. Oh, how, how do you mean? Well, no way, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, <laughs> um, this, uh, this is playing during the, uh, the scene where Benicio is in the bathtub and it's, you know, he's playing it on the tape recorder oh, yeah. and he's like, all right, when rabbit, I can't, I can't do it. Like, when the rabbit, uh, when he when it peaks, and he's he's talking about biting that rabbit's head off, throw it in the, in the bathtub. And it's and it's the same uh, in the book as I said earlier. It's he's talking about the same song in the book, but I, I never understood what he was. I mean, he was a- obviously asking, you know, he's seven, I count. think he's on, he's, he's on drugs and wanted to hear the song, No, you know, he wanted to die. But he wanted you know, to die. But, he- but what was what was. Uh, Raul Duke trying to do because was like I think he was like I'm <laughs> trying to placate him until he yeah, could just, like, escape. just yeah. Yeah, get out of the yeah, situation because yeah, he had the giant <laughs> Bowie knife or whatever yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Just waving it around uh,
2: but speaking earlier you mentioned the ship of Theseus this is like the famous yeah
1: I Jefferson think are that Jefferson there Starship. should
2: be Starship. a convention I don't know if we have to codify it in law but that every time like a main member of a band leaves they have to change the name slightly mm-hmm. so that when we go back we're like oh well it's so it's Jefferson Starship everybody's still there yeah. or it's an airplane and then like every time they change it a little bit and then oh, once no. once the last original person goes and it has to be a completely
1: different name from the original oh no
0: Jonathan Davis leaves and they just have to spell corn correctly <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Well this, is, well, this is lead hot air balloons, so we know that's after. Yeah. The
0: balloons. Welcome yeah. to the silver balloons. Yeah. War kind of took a different approach on it where they were like, now we're just the lowrider band.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember? Some, some war cover
0: band is like, they stole our name? That was us. <laughs> we were the lowrider
2: band. Yeah. And then war stole our name.
0: <laughs> Grace Slick had also said that White Rabbit was uh, supposed to be a slap to the face. Of parents who let their kids uh, read Alice in Wonderland and wondered why they uh, used drugs
1: later in their life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't. Wake that up, earlier, everybody. That uh,
1: ruined two pieces of trivia that I brought in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that whole
1: Lewis Carroll writing that for like a young woman in his neighborhood, a, a girl, a child, yeah. and then be like, hey, parents of Alice, look at this great book I read or I wrote for your daughter. They'd be like, uh the fuck is this? like we gotta move man I'm, I'm just thinking about like the uh, the kind of
2: cultural naivete before the internet where you're like I'm gonna write a song about how Alice in Wonderland's really about drugs you're like
3: <laughs> oh wait <laughs>
2: good morning they can't ignore me <laughs> it's about drugs everybody
0: counterculture man how'd that end up fucking boomers go on okay boomer <laughs> Let's get into track 6. We've got Tamo Yasu Hote and Ray Cooper with a drug score. Part 1 Acid Spill.
2: This is uh, original score for the movie and uh, there's a few pieces of score on the soundtrack and they are all soundtracking Hunter S. Thompson on drugs. Yeah. It's all just drug music.
1: This is when he's back at the uh, club called the Matrix in like 65 or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's and this some, is, uh yeah, like,
2: so he like spills drugs on his yeah, he spills oh, acid he in the bathroom. Scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it's it's fucking Lyle Lovett who is the guy that's like I've got oh, acid. Yeah. I've I need got... to make it I need to cook it somewhere! And, and then it's flea and we bathroom. see the We're, flea came uh, in, so, yeah, yeah. and then they ruin that one suits life it's like uh, behind every bathroom door there's men <laughs> enjoying themselves in a way he will never imagine just like, with any luck we ruined his life it's such a great line it's great. yeah that,
2: that's directly from the book that's so good
1: yeah yeah It's. I mean almost all of his self-narration is from the book yeah. uh, which is I mean I, I think that this movie is probably the best possible adaptation, adaptation. of that book Well, because the book is like 100 pages like it's not long it's I, I, I want to say it's Barely over a hundred pages. Oh yeah, maybe, super maybe super that, quick read. If that,
2: yeah, yeah, you fly through it, and, and then you're the, like, how do they make this whole? thing? There is like? a part in the book where it's all just the straight stenography of like some weird recording that yeah. Hunter S. Thompson made as he was like bouncing around. Yeah, and they and like later that's the, they did yeah. that in the movie where he's he's listening to the tape and
1: it just like jumps lizard tail strapped on him. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll you know, get to that. I after. found
0: some recording. It was like a field recording that they had made during this time period. You know when he's it's Hunter Thompson and Oscar Zeta Acosta uh, going to get tacos. Nice. And uh, you know they they tell the woman that they're ordering tacos from that they're here to search for the American Dream. And <laughs> oh yeah, she, yeah. she doesn't I, I really know what they're. She's like, hey, uh, hey Jill, what what's the uh, um, that's that place up around the corner, right? <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I
3: like
2: the idea of Hunter S. Thompson. He's like, I gotta record all these conversations. I'm a serious journalist. Yeah, <laughs> it's like for the fact checkers. He yeah. just like has this like oh man wet box of oh he shows back up <laughs> yeah. to the
0: Sports Illustrated or the Rolling Stone office with just like all this junk. Yeah, like
1: you were supposed to cover the race, man. The, 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 the men, Min, um, so the Mint yeah. 400. Yeah, yeah, the men 400 the desert, the off road desert race. Um, yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, but you know, they got something better than anything they would have ever. Done. Asked for you know which is what's so cool about gonzo journalism but then now you've got all these vice assholes thinking they can do the same thing and you're like you're so off base you idiot uh, um, that's pretty that's pretty on the front but uh, <laughs> when he's talking about this uh the scene where he's in the matrix there's that cameo of hunter s thompson and he, he's self narrating oh, yeah. he's like Mah! Is that me? <laughs> is that me? It's it's the actual Hunter S. Thompson with the you know the green visor, the dealer's uh, visor. Oh yeah. A little bit of a cameo there. Oh, Some great yeah. cameos, man.
2: Yeah. Now I'm sad that I didn't rewatch this movie. I'm gonna rewatch this
0: movie after we do this episode. Yeah, let's rewatch it tonight. <laughs> I love yeah. this movie. Let's rewatch it and redo the episode. <laughs> Alright, Nikki, what do we got next? Track seven, The Young Bloods Get Together.
3: When the one that left us yet returns for a satellite. We are but in moments of life Fading in the grass
1: Come on, people now Smile on your brother Everybody get together Try to love one another
0: right now The Young Bloods, I don't believe they were a huge success but this, uh, this song may be about their only claim to fame.
2: Uh they had a they have this one song called I want to say it's like called 4 4am 4 in the morning or something like that. They have like their first album or whatever album this is on is actually really good. It's kind of jangly, you know, California psych rock.
0: Yeah, it's a great track.
2: They were like a an American band. I don't know where they
1: were based out of. Very nostalgic. I kind of mm-hmm. like them. It's an iconic sort of '60s yeah. song.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's a great song, man. Yeah. And the yeah, that soliloquy that he's doing, where it's it's showing him like write a part of the story that is going to be the book. Mm-hmm. And that's probably like the best. Uh, that's probably the best part of the book as far as the actual writing.
1: There was madness in any direction, at any hour. And if not across the bay, then up the Golden Gate or down 101 to Las Altos or La-, La Honda, you can strike sparks in blah blah blah. blah. So now, <laughs> less than <laughs> five years later, <laughs> you can go up to a steep hill in Las Vegas and look out west, and with the right kind of eyes, you can almost see the high water mark—that place where the wave finally broke and rolled back. Which is, yeah, I think you're right. It's it's. Telling even today too, it's like, all right, that's what we were all trying to chase—is when America was just top dog, and now it's all kind of sliding backwards.
2: I'll never forget uh, when I was in high school, and I was really into this movie, and I had—I was reading this book, and uh, my mom, who was, she like went to school for journalism, and she was really into Hunter S. Thompson. You know, she was like of that era. Mm And when I was talking, she was like, oh, it's such a shame. He was such a good writer. It's such a shame, you know, like, you know, that he got tied up in drugs or whatever. And I was Mm kind of like, you know, as a teenager, I was like, no, that's the best part. Like, But but like having like as an adult reading that part, you're like, oh, yeah, like his writing is so good. And it's obvious that this is like a sober moment where Mm -hmm. he's like, Mm -hmm. you know. He was really writing, And the rest of it's
1: like, I was in this fucking <laughs> casino. And I lost my mind. Yeah, oh, I man. Mean, it, it is the fallacy, though. It's the fallacy that, like, oh, these drugs are going to make you great. It's like, no, he was great, but, like, he had to do this to survive in some weird ways. He had to, like, sort of, because he's fucked in the head. You yeah. know what it, I mean? It, he's chasing
0: something. It really didn't pan out that well. I watched a, uh, I think it was a C-SPAN or a BBC interview with his son, uh, Juan, uh, who basically talks about, what it was like to be raised by Hunter oh, like, Yeah, God, and, man? Yeah, total nightmare. Yeah, yeah, you know. complete lack of a father figure. He's like you know, he he kept really strange sleeping hours. You know, he'd get up at four p.m. and not sure when he went to bed. But uh, it was like a his one rule was that you couldn't wake him while he was sleeping. So it was like this sleeping dragon
1: oh, at home scenario. Yeah, he. Um, I mean, he <sighs> ended, insane. Up, ended up blowing his brains out. And yeah. uh, his family gathered around his corpse and cheersed it. So, I mean, just a oh man, I, I, it's been so long I can't even remember.
2: But I feel like he might have had like some degenerative. He
1: did. He did.
2: It's a lot of like, um, I mean, when people talk about Robin Williams killing himself, it's like
1: degenerative brain disease. Yeah, and early people, onset Parkinson's. People like talk about yeah. it
2: in the context of depression, whatever. But in, in you know, his his, think his body was, started giving yeah, out. I think he was dying. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of. I mean, who knows? But when you spend like, a lot of your lifetime on drugs, like, it's going to have consequences in your 60s. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, that's I, I talk about, like, people are like, oh, yeah, I mean, same sort of thing as what you're saying, like Robin Williams, like, oh, he was just wearing this mask of happiness. It's like, no, Robin Williams did cocaine for 40 years, and, yeah. like, it's going to have some adverse effects, and then at some point it's going to, like, there were some chemicals telling your brain to do one thing in your body. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Uh, our, them, beer, though. Yeah. our beer today oh, yeah. is brought to you by Ralph Stedman. His art is on this. Is the Fear Flying and Loathing Art Dog.
2: Flying Dog Brewery. Thank Ralph you, Ralph Stedman. Stedman. is uh, the illustrator of um, a lot of Hunter S. Thompson's books and articles.
0: We've got a sponsor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I, th- I think
1: technically Chris said that the beer was sponsored by Ralph Stedman. Yeah, if you want to drink like 9% beers and just <laughs> fall asleep on your couch. It's a Portland beer, right? Isn't this? some uh, some old uh, some. Um,
0: Speaking of America being Top Dog <laughs> <What>? Track 8 <laughs> Three Dog Night with Mama Told Me Not To Come
3: Want some whiskey and your water, sugar in your tea What's all this
1: crazy question they are asking me This is the craziest party that could ever be Turn on the lights, cause I don't want to see
3: I'm, I'm not
0: Nice. Getting into our third cover on the soundtrack
2: I like I like Three Dog Nine quite a bit They're, they're kind ten. of uh, It's one of those, you know, they're like a psych rock band But they're definitely more influenced By R&B and kind of Sly and the Family
0: Stone mm-hmm. Some of that shit that I really like Yeah, that song was written by Randy Newman Originally oh, yeah. for Eric Burden was it From really? the, Animals, yeah, for the Animals For his oh. first solo album yeah, Dang. In uh, 1966 Randy
1: Newman, man
0: uh, Tom Jones also had a uh, version of that song.
1: Get out of here, yes. Tom!
0: Yeah. <laughs> <The> Who else? <laughs> and the Stereophonics. It's uh, a great song. Yeah, yeah
2: Three Dogs, they, they had a bigger hit with the uh, Joy is, to the World. Joy to the World, mm. which they I think they wrote that song themselves. I remember hearing a story. It was uh, Do you guys know the actor Tyler Negron? Yeah, uh, his cousin is one of Three Dog Night, and I thought I, it was Taylor. Was, Taylor, Ign- uh, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. In, Taylor, RIP. Yeah, I remember he, like some story he was telling on a radio show, and he was talking about yeah, my cousin was a band, and he came over and he started playing this song for us when we were kids, and it was Joy to the World, Whoa. and we're like, this sounds great.
0: <laughs> you know, Three Dog Night is another one of those bands that uh, has had trouble maintaining members. <laughs> Through the years. How many uh, how many band members would you say Three Dog Night uh, has gone through? Okay. Wow. So
2: I think at one time, this is like maybe a six or seven-man band. I mean, it's kind of like a
0: big sound for the big time, sound, right?
2: Big sound, um, been six. Is it still touring? Do we know anything about Are they still active? Uh, to the unquote. best of my
0: knowledge, there is still a touring Three Dog Night. Oh, boy.
2: An the duration. iteration. <sighs> That's a bad news. So, including the
1: dogs? They have so to have dogs, dogs All three dogs.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say twenty-eight members.
0: You're not far. Okay. <laughs> what do, Chris, what do you think? Thirty-one members. Thirty-one is correct. Ah! well, I mean, yeah. uh, <laughs> the, the, the most of which they have All gone. Right, I'll leave. All right. Right. I, don't, yeah. I, I know. Yes. I the rules. I lost leave. <laughs> the, the most of which they've had nine different bassists, and they have gone through <laughs> so many se- seven guitarists, five drummers. Uh, but yeah, bassists are hard to hang on
1: to. You never, you, know, you might lose them in Vegas, <laughs> or just are they replaceable? Is that what I'm learning? Is that what it is? I don't know. Oh, man, right. this is uh playing in the hotel room when um Raul Duke uh sees that Dr. Gonzo has fled and he's like, I gotta, I gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> like oh, yeah. he's trying to skip the bill. That's oh, so great.
2: Yeah, like his Cadillac is ready. Right Cadillac's full of like hotel soap, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's
0: hoarding soap,
2: and then like, uh, yeah, it's like, like
0: three weeks worth of <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's he's like exactly. what are you doing with uh this soap? Oh, and, uh,
1: Stay clean. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta stay clean. Um, yeah, and then he's like, uh, Gary yeah.
0: Busey as the as the uh, traffic cop.
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a little later, but yeah, that that mm-hmm. scene's amazing. Uh, Gary Busey. We we were gabbing about Busey before the podcast. Busey, started. Busey, Busey. Uh, gets a little lonely out here. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey. Yeah. Uh, uh, can I have a kiss before you go. <laughs> yeah, that part is not in the book. Yeah. Fucking pig. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus.
2: All right, Nikki. where are we at? Uh, we're coming up on a break. Oh, okay. Right. Take a break. I heard that we have a game after the break. It's Somebody true. Somebody
1: told me that. Yeah. Maybe Chris put together a game. What yeah, game were we playing? We did a little game called Tinseltown Tunes.
0: Tunes! <laughs> Stick with us for a game of Tinseltown Tunes. Be right back.
1: Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Tracklisting Podcast. We want to hear from you. So if you've got a soundtrack recommendation, a suggestion, or a review... Uh, Did I mispronounce something or uh, if you just want to hurl insults at us or you just want to say, hey, uh, please reach out to us.
0: You can find us on Instagram at tracklistingpodcast, Twitter at tracklistingpod, or email us tracklistingpodcast at gmail.com. If you
2: enjoy listening to the podcast, uh, why don't you tell a friend that you think might enjoy it as well? Uh, Or maybe tell
0: two. Yeah. And they tell two friends? And, and they tell two friends, <laughs> and they tell two
3: friends. Woo!
1: That's how you start a movement. Yeah. And also, uh, if you like the recommendations we've got, uh, you can check out our official track listing playlist on Spotify.
2: Oh, yeah, tell tell people about the the playlist on Spotify, and then
0: they'll tell two friends, mm-hmm. and, and they'll, they'll tell two friends, <laughs> and they'll tell two friends. We love y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks, I, uh, guys. Welcome back to Track Listing. We have a round of Town Tunes prepared by our very own Christopher Darden.
1: Yay! Hey. Hey. Welcome back. Welcome back. If you guys don't remember Tinseltown Tunes...
0: Tinseltown
3: Tunes!
1: <laughs> oh, these mics are hot, oh, hot, hot in the studio. Jesus. Screaming mic. tonight. The mescaline <laughs> is kicking in.
3: Uh, <laughs> hey, hey! hey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tinseltown Tunes is a game where we... Uh, we take certain clips uh, from movies in which actors who don't normally sing are singing. So I'm going to play a few clues for these guys, and they're going to work together to try to figure it out. Okay? okay, let's begin. Let's jump right into it with clue number one. This is practice. <laughs> I feel pretty, Also oh, pretty. I feel pretty and witty. And gay And I pity any girl who isn't me today
2: Sounds oh. like Adam Sandler, is, uh, Adam. Yeah. Adam, Sandler. It Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler, I'm thinking For bonus points. Do we know the movie? <laughs> I think I've heard this before, so it might be an Adam Sandler movie I haven't feel like seen. Like a director's
0: cut of the classic <laughs> Sandler film?
2: Is this a Sandler comedy or is this one of his it dramatic a, turns?
1: It is a Sandler attempted comedy. Oh, this oh. Was, here's a. It's in 2003. All it's right, in
2: 2003. 2003. Is this? Well, it's not Zohan. I don't know. I can't remember or that before. Click.
1: Zohan. It's too early for Zohan. I think. Uh, might be too Nikki. early for click.
2: Um, let's hear it again yeah yeah <laughs> he already got out of
3: salmon You're so pretty
2: do you think you know Just... i feel let's hear it all right
0: and, witty and is this gay. little nicky
1: no i uh, already said it yeah. <laughs> oh <I'm sorry>. <laughs> ah, <laughs> no. i was tuned this out so it's after little nicky right uh yes, Mr. Yes, Deeds. Is. Ooh, you're getting warmer, but it is. I believe it's after Mr. Deeds. It is in 2003.
2: Is this like him and Jennifer Aniston on some sort of vacation or something? No, it's him yeah. and, and
1: probably maybe the biggest stars ever. Been in a movie. Anger management. Me. It is anger management. Oh, I have not it seen is this movie. Anger management. Yeah, okay. nor should yeah. you.
2: Nor should <laughs> okay. you. But that was Jack Nicholson
1: was the. Yeah, right. ja- and he chimes in a little bit later. But I uh, didn't want to throw you guys off the turn.
0: Until That was just a practice one. Just a Well, it's Adam
1: Sandler sounding exactly like Adam Sandler. i mean It's a very distinct voice. If that was
0: any indication.
1: If that's. It's getting around got it. Let's hear a two.
3: This little
1: light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna
3: let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine,
2: let it shine. So I didn't see this movie, but I'm pretty sure this is from the sequel to A Brother Wired though
1: Wrong. There is no oh. sequel. Oh, okay. It's uh, brother. You're the, still there. It's the Odyssey. It's Odysseus' <laughs> Odyssey. Uh, he, there's no sequel to that. <laughs> is that is that Katie Holmes? It is not Katie Holmes. Uh, what year is this? It's is a year? 2006 movie, and it's a bit obscure. But there is a connection to this film. Christina a, Ricci. There we go. Bingo. Black bingo. Snake mode? It is Black Snake <laughs> Moan. Never yeah. saw
0: it Golly Oh yeah This is the game Where we
1: explore
2: All the movies That Chris has seen That Caleb has not seen
1: <laughs> I liked Black Snake Mode I've not seen it Since the theaters The Richie Connection I remember Ritchie there was There was a connection. thing About a guitar I remember there was A guitar in the
0: Oh don't get Richie. preachy <laughs> Don't
1: get Ricci preachy Christina Ricci Plays Lucy In this movie like, A girl okay. they basically Kidnapped it's just Oh right. okay <laughs> I remember this Yeah yeah Alright let's move on To clue number three Quickly
0: Clue three baby <laughs> Yeah, Town I don't have to undress me, mm-hmm. yeah baby. I wanna
3: be your fantasy, well maybe you could be mine. Mm-hmm. You just leave it all up to
0: me. Don't you just love Prince?
1: Okay. I know okay. what it is, but okay. hey, Caleb, let's, let's give, give Caleb you a, a chance yeah. to, to figure this one out. Uh, it sounds like Holly Hunter or something. It What's is it? not Holly
0: Hunter. Uh, some sort of Southern accent. Mm-hmm. Can I give Caleb a clue? Yeah,
1: give me some clues. This is a soundtrack that we have covered on the podcast. That's right. Real fans, really? real fans, real track listeners out there That's will a, know. Didn't make it onto the soundtrack. Okay, okay. Whose pick was it? This was my pick. Uh, okay. All right. Well, no more clues. Let's hear. Let's hear the. <laughs> let's play the clue one more time. How to undress me? hmm Yeah, baby. I wanna be your fantasy. Well, maybe
3: you could be mine. hmm You just. Oh, I know what it is now. All up to me.
2: Cause I, I knew it was one that I didn't rewatch. I oh, just love Prince. This is a uh, pretty woman. It it is is pretty Julie Julie it's Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts.
3: Right.
1: Okay. Right. 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 Taking us All home. All right, the score is tied. <laughs> it's, it's is it? Okay. This okay. final clue is our first duet ever. And oh, I want okay. you to name both the actresses. And if you guys can't, then none of you win. So. Hugh Thank Lewis you. and Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> yeah. Let's hear clue let Let's four. hear clue number one. <laughs>
3: Listen to the music in the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalks where the neon lights are pretty. How can, how can you lose? The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles. Forget all your cares and go
1: Oh, is that... Scarlett Johansson? It is not. Scar- okay. She is not one of the the two women singing. Does not ring
2: a bell. Do I have a year? Do I have any hints? What year is this? It's a 1999 movie.
1: 99. Okay. Is this a comedy? Um, there are comedic parts, but it's a drama. Okay. But, but probably the comedic parts would be the ones you would remember of this movie. Drama
2: 99. Is this a good movie in your estimation?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think with time, it's probably gotten oh. shittier. But yeah. In 99 it was uh, it was Lana's a pretty good film. All right, let's hear it. Clear Yeah, yeah. Just listen
3: to the music in the traffic in the city. Linger on the sidewalks where the neon lights are
0: pretty How can How can you lose The lights are much brighter there you can forget all your
3: troubles forget all
0: What other movies has this director made?
1: Hmm, I'd have to get to the mm, tape on that. Okay. <laughs> I <laughs> forgot right. his um, <laughs> name. Dramatic. Are the 19- these 19- actresses like big movie stars? Oh yeah, 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 for
2: sure. A listers. Yeah. Are they the leads of the film? Yes. Is this like uh, so? Um, what? Romeo and Michelle's. High school reunion. I guess that was, was. I guess there was no drama in that okay,
1: one. Okay, it was directed by James Mangold. Oh, okay. Who also did Logan, yeah, and Walk the Line, and Copland, Copland, mm, Copland. Copland, Copland. But these are these are A list stars. And is there? A, is that Jennifer Aniston? It's not Jennifer Aniston. Okay, I'm going to give you a, a bigger hint. Okay. Okay. Um. Both of these ladies, one in real life and one in a movie, plunder have been okay. known for plunder. <laughs> so it's uh, Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. <laughs> Winona Ryder. <laughs> Ryder.
0: Yes, no, Winona Ryder. Shoplifter. So, shoplifter, shoplifter supreme. Sticky Winona Ryder and the
1: sticky fingers writer. So who would Winona ah, in 1999? 1999 1999, so Reality Bites this
2: is later than that this is um, I'm graduating from high school it's known for its comedic parts Um, it's a serious movie
1: I'll, I'll, I'll take it back but oh
0: man we're getting close let's hear that clue one more time just listen
3: to the music in the traffic in the city linger on the sidewalks where the neon lights are pretty
0: how can how can you lose? The lights are much brighter there. You can forget all your troubles,
3: forget all your cares, and go. It's
2: like girl interrupted or something. It is girl interrupted. It is girl interrupted. But this movie. <laughs> who else? It's uh, Angelina
1: Jolie. Angelina Jolie. There it is. Very good. None of the marbles.
0: <laughs> Thank you Bye. so Bye. much to Mr. Hollywood.
3: <laughs> oh,
2: man. Wow. I, feel, I have to feel like that was driving people crazy
1: at home. Who knew that? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty big scene in the movie. Just watching us roast over
3: here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's, I, I don't know if it's worth a rewatch, but anyway, <laughs> listeners is girl interrupted worth a rewatch listeners. What are the comedic parts that <laughs> Chris was referring to? That's another podcast. I'm going to change. This in my aorta your, your, uh, your aorta's in your chest Good to know
0: Oh boy, I never saw that <laughs> Diving back into the Fear and Loathing soundtrack We are coming up on track number nine This is Bob Dylan with Stuck Inside of Mobile With the Memphis Blues again
3: And the ladies treat me kindly And they furnish me with tears inside my heart
1: I know I can't escape Oh Mama Can this really be the end
3: To be stuck inside a mobile with the
0: We've talked about Dylan a bunch on this podcast before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jacob Dylan. Yes, <laughs> Jacob Dylan.
1: The far superior of the Dylans.
0: I got a little bit of trivia for you, actually. All right. Let's uh, it. This is actually the,
2: the father of the famous uh, vocalist Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And had his own career predating Jacob Dylan's, of course. Before Jacob. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Very cool. Very cool. Before
2: he had <laughs> a famous son.
1: Uh, I like the song play, yeah, this song quite a bit. This is off of Blonde and Blonde. It's about the Dylaniest he gets. <laughs> this is
3: <laughs> yeah, Blonde on Blonde, He's
1: like, it's
0: Dylan's I, uh, seventh studio album. Jesus.
2: I'm a bigger fan of. Uh, we've talked about New Morning and yeah. uh, Blood on the Tracks. Some of like the a little bit of toned down Dylan. This is like of all the. You know, hardcore Dylan voice songs. I still like this one.
1: It's uh, th- th- this is the scene we get stopped by the traffic warden, which is Gary Busey. So, uh, Gary she Busey started. in this movie is the cop. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, so good. It's lonely, <laughs> there's a lonely roads out there. Hey, I gotta get that
2: was, <laughs> Gary Busey. There was a, a scene that was not in the book for the most part, and it, it boggles my mind. There's a bunch of like weird. I have to assume they were Gary Busey ad libs because he starts all of a sudden. The character knows who uh, Hunter S. Thompson is. He's like, a man, with your
1: mind." It's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, "You got a you got a weird attitude." <laughs> he's like, "You oh, he got a strange sh- attitude, there, son." <laughs> yeah but also i mean hunter s thompson was such an like he was there for so much of this movie they're probably mm-hmm. like hey what else like what else happened and he's like well, all right well, I'm just, i'll tell you what happened I'm just, uh, Twitter, uh, me in the mouth. that pig <laughs> Robin, that pig wait for me wait for right uh, no,
2: I, this, this max is pure juicy to me mm. and i think gillian was just like yeah just keep
1: doing <laughs> keep, keep, keep going, going keep yeah going. yeah i don't uh, uh gary busey's Poor bastard uh, (laughs) is out of his goddamn mind, and uh, I think if you hire him, you know what you're in for. You're like, all right, we'll just have fun get out there here's here's the lines just generally do something near this and then just see what happens you know? yeah he's a real lucy in it
0: i kind of wish that
2: dylan <laughs> he makes
0: randy quaid look like dennis quaid it's a little bit i think that song <laughs> title's quaid, a little too a quaid joke inside quaid ball <laughs> stuck inside of mobile with the memphis blues again
1: i think i said
2: are those both uh state capitals i don't know i feel like i read somewhere that i don't know mobile
0: no,
1: yeah, Mobile's not the no. state.
2: Anyways, it's like a one of the few songs with like
0: two major cities in the tunnel. <laughs> he should have just had one album named Memphis Blues, and then the one after that, or a few after that, is just Memphis Blues again. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: like, uh, <laughs> like Chubby the, Checker. The Metallica, Load and Reload. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Chubby Checker, let's twist again. Let's twist what we did again. last summer. Remember. <laughs> That did
0: was that. fun, right? <laughs> right. Track ten. Booker T and the MGS. Time is tight. <laughs> Thanks Booker.
2: I love Booker and the MGs. They're uh, I love Booker T. They're like the. They were kind of well instrumental, or they were also kind of the house band for Stax Records for a time, where they were uh, playing on all those uh, Otis Redding and Wilson Pickett records. That was
0: like such a big thing during that time period as well, where you would have these uh, house bands that would end up becoming these amazing, you know, genre changing acts
2: yeah they were just you know they were contributing to the sound of so many like hit records and then i think they were just since they were in a studio they would just cut like some instrumentals here and there yeah when no one else was around and And then when like like, one song would this was like obviously just kind of like a jam that they would probably play yeah and then it hit big and then they would put together an album and
0: oh yeah like green onions a track of theirs is a total jam yeah Booker T. So Booker good. T. I don't know too much about Booker T. He released an album that was an instrumental album doing like organ covers of contemporary songs like Crazy by CeeLo. and there's a compilation song on there with Yem Yames of my morning jacket and Questlove called Progress that's a great track. Cool. Uh, it's called The Road from Memphis. Mm. It's a solo album of Booker T's. Listeners so yeah, he's still out. he's yeah. still kicking it.
2: Yeah, he's the organ player by the way, the yeah. band leader. Uh I guess he, yeah, he's ostensibly playing lead in that song. I love a 60s organ. Okay. Great Hammond organ. They really
1: ah! Yeah, they really were like, "Hey, organs, guys, let's <laughs> get sorry. on it." Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Nobody
2: wants to hear a piano anymore.
0: Boring. Yeah. I got one word for you. Organs. Organs. <laughs> it's after like, you know, when jazz musicians in the twenties got tired of everything being so slow, yeah. or, you know, and then Bebop was just all about playing as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. It's like Okay, let's take a breath here. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's everybody let's slow back yeah, down a little bit. Relax we don't have to play at or... three hundred beats per minute.
2: Yeah. I like the idea of like kind of the classical piano sound getting replaced by this warm, like beautiful Hammond organ mm-hmm. and then the eighties it's like, We got a new organ sound. Yeah. Synth synth baby like It's like oh sometimes it's good Oh sometimes it's bad
0: Check out Herbie Hancock (laughs) Rocket.
1: We love you Herbie But what were you thinking Eight minutes (laughs) on the podcast Skip to a random part First time listeners Stick with us
0: Let's get into track 11 We've got Perry Como with Magic Moments Magic Moments When two hearts Are
3: killed Magic Moments Memories We've been sharing I'll never forget The moment we kissed The night of the hayride The way that we hug To try to keep warm While taking the sleigh ride back
2: <laughs> when people talk about I feel like it's hard at, at our age to think kind of conceptually about the rise of rock and roll and like how it like really changed things and freaked people out. Yeah, this yeah. is throwing back all the way to fifty seven. Fifty seven, so pre rock and roll kind of taking over the airwaves. Yeah. Very oboe heavy. <laughs> Uh, middle-aged men yeah. singing songs about teenagers. Yeah. Shut it off!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Block it. Well, This is what, like, yeah, you know, dads in the fifties were like. ooh, yeah, turn Magic. this up. Boop, yeah, boop, boop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what the this is what the youth should be listening to. <laughs> yeah, that? that's an oboe, son.
2: <laughs>
0: we love the oboe. It- it's <laughs> ost- ostensibly a cover. It's a track written it's by Bert Backrack and Bacharach Hal, Hal David. A, yeah. But I guess songs kind of functioned a, a little different in that time period from the traditional covers that we're used to. You know.
2: Yeah, it's not really. I mean, Perry Como was a big TV slash movie slash Papa loves mambo. Blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. It's like <laughs> Frosty the Snowman. That's so another. Well, like you know,
0: <laughs> Bert Backrack and Hal David would, ge- would get those songs published, and then they would yeah, you yeah, know yeah. get you know versions you know recorded by tons of different. Artists.
1: It's like the old studio system. Yeah, right? the old, the, the it old, it? Yeah, yeah, it was so weird and like, gross. You're like you were. Wait, you're a singer. You're, you don't write songs. You this sing is, songs.
2: It's like one yeah. of. Uh, Where do I
0: sign, Mister Barry Gordy? Brick <laughs> Backrack
2: had a long career, and this is very early on. Yeah, this is fucking weird song, man. Really weird. This is like Teddy Bear's Picnic type
1: weird shit. <laughs> oh man. Well, it perfectly. Great, man. It perfectly encapsulates like what the horror of whoa, whoa, like whoa, whoa. American <laughs> suburbia is like the like the dark side of like. God, how can people live like this? And then, like you know, it's Hunter S. Thompson watching like a family barbecue with two dogs. He's like, Jesus Christ,
3: <laughs> what <laughs> are those monsters? <laughs>
1: like, whoa, 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 is, how can whoa, that whoa, exist? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> But, oh uh, yeah. You man. know, when he's um, it isn't playing he, this is playing when he's entering one of the hotels, but um He's going back to find Dr. Gonzo. Yeah, who has
0: mysteriously <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> Who's like maybe kept Christina Ricci's character under lock and uh, key. Uh, yeah. That's when he's with got, a bunch of paintings in the hotel. That the is. little, like
1: brr. the the fan thing. But it's not that's a, a, a dark great dark scene. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Bull bull boys.
1: <laughs> got the adrenochrome with them oh, the, um, the mythical adrenochrome yeah, yeah, which mm-hmm. like everyone was like yeah it's real <laughs> it's real you can really get it you, yeah. have to, you have to kill a cow to get it <laughs> um <laughs> And then the cow gives it to you right I before he like I that,
2: that conversation is more of a Texas conversation. Is it really? Yeah, we didn't wow. get that in the northwest. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I know that conversation, Chris. Yeah, we, did. we yeah, didn't know yeah. each other, but yeah, I had that conversation.
1: Um, no, but like you know when he's in like the circus, circus thing, and I think they call it like Circus Bonco or something in the movie, but it's Circus Circus, yeah, yeah. that old uh, Vegas hotel. He's like, this is the Third Reich. This is the <laughs> Sixth Reich. This is what, uh, if the Nazis had won, what Americans would be doing every night. I think he's just like making up English words. He's like,
0: you know, some angry Rotarian shoves you and you're thinking, hey.
1: Yeah. Rotarian, <laughs> yeah. When he's on ether in the, in the circus, circus.
0: Nikki, oh. hey, what have we got up next? We're coming up on track 12, another track by Tomoyasu Yasu Hotei and Ray Cooper. A Drug Score Part 2, Adrenochrome. The Devil's Dance. I remember slumping on the bed. I could already feel the stuff working on me.
3: The first wave felt like a combination of mescaline and methadrine. Maybe I should take a swim, I thought.
0: it's the adrenochrome kicking yeah, that's uh, it's uh, the, the aforementioned
2: uh, adrenochrome where uh yeah, Toro turn, like he morphs into a devil with a bunch of breasts <laughs> <It's>, like, dancing <laughs> it's on the bed so horrifying <laughs>
3: oh, oh,
0: this just in now oh, we got some breaking news breaking news reporting live from the field is Caleb Brown I actually
2: uh I'm the correspondent this week and I have some breaking Johnny Depp news oh. I don't know if you guys have heard this Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with the headline and then, uh, we'll get into it. Johnny Depp producing Michael Jackson musical as told by his glove. No. Have you heard about this? No. I have not. No. (laughs) Okay. So so, you're ruining my day. So (laughs) this is the writer. Apparently, uh, it stemmed from sort of, uh, some, (laughs) I didn't get deep in this article, some sort of idea that he had for like a TV pitch. And, uh, this is a quote from the article. From the uh, writer of this musical, I said, How's this? Everything MJ has been accused of has actually been caused by his glove, which is actually an alien from outer space and feeds on virgin boy blood.
1: Oh. oh my! God.
0: I never thought about it from that so perspective. This is a project that what? Johnny Depp's getting behind. What
1: poor fucking taste! Oh, man. What you? What planet? I don't are you know from if that's Johnny the actual.
2: Uh, if that's a pretext for the actual musical, but that was a jumping off.
0: I wonder fight. if that's the one that's going to go to Broadway. That there's that <laughs> sign for on 44th Street. God, <laughs> that, we've, that they've been withholding information on. <laughs> That's insane.
1: What is Johnny Depp thinking? I mean, how, is, how has it gotten to this point? How is like? How did anyone say yes? The first person he talked to would have been like, Hey, man, I don't think you should be saying that. No, man, like, that's, that's not. That's don't do it. That's a funny joke, but like, don't.
2: Julian Nitzberg is the writer, playwright and writer. Uh, Love of a Glove, an author- unauthorized musical fable about the life of Michael Jackson.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Smell the glove. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah, that is a terrible sequel to Spinal
2: Tap. Yeah. yeah. This is like... That's like a concept for a musical about uh, Winona Ryder. Yeah. It's like maybe she wasn't shoplifting.
1: Maybe it was... Not
2: about Michael Jackson and the terrible things that he did.
1: Well, it's just like... Yeah, I remember the
2: victims, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, it'd be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I,
1: I can't weigh oh, in on that. Johnny
2: Depp's like, I've never had any uh, public heat for anything I've done. I might as well throw my hat in the ring. Well, like. <laughs> Totally checked out. That's what happens when you let the character of Hunter S. Thompson take, take over.
0: Your, yeah. That's, that's the adrenochrome. the Decades later, You're, everything I you think wake up. of is a great idea.
2: I <laughs> realize that you've been funding musicals about Michael Jackson's <laughs> oh, glow. No. was
1: it, Venetia, in that scene? He's like, too much, too much. You too took too much. You <laughs> took too much. What <laughs> 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 the fuck had happened? Fanning him with that little like tail thing. <laughs> too much, too much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck
0: with me. I am a hab. <laughs> that's insane. Well, thank you, Kate. For that yeah, update. Yeah, yeah. Great reporting, We'll there, keep you
1: posted. Fantastic. Let us know how that story unfolds. <laughs> Please do. i <laughs> right, to, uh, uh,
0: to Jesus Christ. Episode. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Track 13 Debbie Reynolds, Tammy.
1: I hear the
3: cottonwoods whispering above. Tammy, 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 Tammy's in love. The old Hootie Owl, Hootie Who's to the Dove, Tammy, Tammy, Tammy's in
0: love. Another only but goodie by Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Also
2: 1957. Uh, just to give you guys a, what an a idea year. about what a year. the year of 1957 in popular music, this song was nominated for an Oscar for Best Original Song. It was in the film Tammy and the Bachelor.
0: Mm. That's right.
2: Yeah. This is what Elvis destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> the old hooty
1: <oldie> owl.
3: <laughs> well, I, I didn't
2: realize,
1: like, when Elvis was doing his stuff. Um, or when he was ripping off other people's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was ripping off everybody else's <laughs> <stuff>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> <you. laughs> <laughs> 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 but, um,. Like, he would do these crappy movies that were just like... I mean, because he, he never uh, strayed from the, the plan. You know, his they were like, you're going to do this movie. And he's like, okay. And, like, never really... <laughs> like, he did everything right, quote-unquote. Uh, like, all what all the uh, producers would tell him to do. And so he would do, like, some crappy, dumb movie. And then he would sing a song in the movie and be like, you got to have confidence you gotta have confidence and that would make like top ten charts and like what a nightmare world <laughs> we're working with We're like that's what entertainment is there was like three channels
2: there was two movies <laughs> played all summer long yeah. Elvis is in one
1: Perry Cuomo in the other <laughs> Perry Como, Perry Como, <laughs> Perry Perry Como, Como, yeah. Como. It was a real fucking nightmare. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds. I guess they they go into. I guess she's playing at the. Um, oh the yeah, hotels or something. And there's there's a great scene where like they're they they s- talk their way in, <laughs> nonsense, arguing their way in. And he's like, Fine. I know, I know Tammy, I don't know him. <laughs> yeah, just just sit in the back or stand in the back and please don't smoke. And then he. It you know, doesn't even cut, and then it just shows like five seconds later and they're both smoking, getting <laughs> kicked out, just screaming.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think in the film it functions as it's like talking about how out of touch this like 1950s Vegas America is from like the 1970s the the reality that they're living in. Yeah, Where it's just like, yeah, let's see this fucking dinosaur sing <laughs> this weird song from the yeah, 1950s. They're just summer.
1: laughing their ass off yeah, in yeah. the back. It's kind of like what... Um, Branson, Missouri. <laughs> must be right
0: now. Oh man,
1: man! I listened to. Uh, I guess uh, Yegov Smirnov has a yeah. He has his th- theater out there. Theater there, and it was like, you know, he was joking around about like, well, now that the USSR is done, I have no career, and he's like, where can I move? That people still think Russia is the USSR. Ranson, Missouri. Ranson, baby. Oh, out of touch. <laughs> out of touch. Out of mind.
0: Track fourteen, moving ahead to Tamayaso Hotel again, and Ray Cooper with a drug score, part three, flashbacks.
3: All right uh, the possibility of physical and mental collapse. It is not all very real. No sympathy for the devil. Keep that in mind. Uh, buy the ticket. Uh, take the ride.
0: Things are going well. <laughs> it is funny. So this
2: movie is uh, soundtracked by some of the, the most... Famous drug music in uh, American culture, and they had to bring in a couple people to like to score some more, like even yeah, drugier yeah, music. Of spi- spice it up to get it to that Terry Gilliam level yeah. of. Uh, there's yeah. no know, psychics. Exi- There's no existing song that would <laughs> score like what Hunter S. Thompson's going through right now. Yeah. We have to just really lay on the screechy
0: guitar. Yeah, God, this droney nightmare.
1: Yeah. Well, I wanted to, I and mean, they they sort of mention it in the movie, but. Um, 70s drugs are so funny because like a lot of them were just like. Reds, greens, <laughs> screamers, laughers, <laughs> uppers, downers, <laughs> downers, downers jumpies, josies. I, I
0: think they portray this in one of the hotel scenes where uh, he's watching some Vietnam you know, bombings on the television. And the hotel delivery guy comes in and delivers an obscene amount of food. He's like, you know, nine shrimp cocktails, two club sandwiches. <laughs> Boy, you guys are hungry. Yeah, guys, he's like, yeah, oh. uh, apparently that was a thing that Hunter Thompson loved to engage in any restaurant he went to it was not uncommon for him to order most things that were on the menu yeah.
2: <laughs> but he'd always put on like the the
1: magazines tab or whatever yeah he's like oh sports illustrator yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, like we were running a 36 per hour tab for the last 48 hours 19 <laughs> yeah. shrimp cocktails yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, you can't get away with anything anymore, man. <laughs> One box of
2: grapefruits. Media back then, you could uh, you could get hired by Rolling Stone to write an article. <laughs> you'd, no. have, you'd have a uh, per diem for a month. Yeah,
3: <laughs> Sometimes,
0: I I, Jesus Christ! I think the assignment for you know when they were going out to the Mint 400, their both of their assignments was to write the captions for the photos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Nice. That's really? it. Yeah, that's all you had to do, man. Yeah. <sighs> easy breezy a lot of time to waste what was it like uh listeners write in if you were alive when journalism was (laughs) pure gonzo to see that yeah i'd love to hear what it was like have you seen the um i guess conan o'brien has a great hunter s thompson interview have you guys ever seen that no i don't think think so so. Uh, it's one of the best things i think conan probably did hunter s thompson he'd wanted him on for so long he's a huge fan and he was like, all right, I'll, uh, I'll agree to it, but you have to come to my ranch in Colorado and shoot guns and drink whiskey. Gun was like, absolutely. <laughs> and then they're just, like, shooting, like, a teddy bear, or, like, and it's exploding, and he's like, shooting at it. and then there's there's one scene where, I guess, like, almost off screen, but they do catch it. Hunter Assange is just, like, talking, and then he's like, like, shakes his hands in the air, and then the gun was like, he was just holding a machine gun, 10 seconds ago. <laughs> what is going no, on out here? Like he's, he's rattled from there, but
0: yeah, sometimes he would have his guests, uh, you know, go out and hit uh, golf balls and you know, they're, they try to shoot the golf
1: balls out of the sky. <laughs> oh, God.
0: And then he would kind of come meet them later. Like, well, oh, how'd you do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we brought up a uh, Mer- and the- where the Buffalo Rome is not a great movie. It's, it, it drags pretty hard, but it's still, it's still interesting. Who plays Dr. Gunn? Is it like Peter Boyle or something? <laughs> I can't, I, I don't know who the actor's right, name is, but it's somebody. Yeah, he's a character actor, but yeah, Bill Murray was hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson during that, and uh, he talks about a time when he tied him to a chair, tied Bill Murray to a chair, and <laughs> threw him in the pool, <laughs> and Bill Murray's like, yeah, I almost drowned. It was crazy. Like, what? He's trying to murder you?
0: <laughs> Get out of here.
1: You. In that case.
0: Track 15, Buffalo Springfield Expecting to Fly. I'm Buffalo Springfield's second appearance on this podcast.
2: I like this song. I actually love this song. This is essentially a Neil Young song. Uh, Neil Young. Also, Stephen Stills from Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young is in Buffalo Springfield. Uh, I think Messina for Bloggins and Messina. It's kind of like a supergroup that before they went on to be in everything else.
1: Nice.
2: This song is amazing. This The version on here is a little weird. I don't know. Maybe I just... Imagine it, but uh, this is very much like Phil Spector production, like it's a weird wall of sound thing for a Neil Young song,
1: yeah, yeah. It does sound like there's a way more than just the singer and a guitar. Uh, Uh, yeah,
2: it's a a really weird, really weird 70s rock song, but I like it quite a bit.
1: I haven't gotten too much into Buffalo Springfield, but I keep hearing good things, and everything I've heard from them, I want to keep.
2: Well, they have kind of their the, the big famous uh hit that's in every Vietnam movie is the what's going on or that's not even what it's called but it's a stop
0: it, what's that sound everybody look what's going right, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anymore keep going
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. part of
0: the psychedelic era which uh, we may recommend our favorite psychedelic track oh, yeah at the end of the episode stay tuned stay tuned coming up quick we're pulling into the last track on the soundtrack here this is track 16 dead kennedys viva las vegas
1: If there were more than the 24 hours in the day Even if I ran out of speed For I wouldn't sleep a minute of the way Oh, the blackjack and poker And the wounded wheel a bullshit money lost on air
0: only punk band appearing on the fear and loathing soundtrack
2: yeah Yeah. this is a pre-existing cover this wasn't done for the soundtrack but uh i (laughs) i don't really like dead kennedys is that there's
0: something uh i owned a couple of dead kennedys albums
2: yeah i i mean what they're out of the bay area they kind of remind me of uh if like the i don't know if the Sex Pistols had um, like the lead singer from B fifty two, Fred Schneider.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know. Did like you ever play uh, Tony
2: Tony, Tony Hawk
0: Pro Skater? Yeah, oh, that was, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like Cello it's Biafra. One of the uh, yeah, Dead right. Kennedys. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, Police
1: Truck. Police Truck, uh, which is a jam. It's, it's a jam. great. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> amazing guitar work. Yes, yeah, Cello Biafra is a he's an interesting guy, and I like a lot of like interviews with him. But as a singer, I'm just not into it.
1: Well, this, this song, I mean, it's the second song in the credits. So, like, it's not yeah. really in the movie. And I think it was, like, foreshadowing to, like, you know, the end of the 70s. Because w- this was probably almost in the 80s when this song was, came out. Oh, this was definitely in the 80s. Definitely in the 80s, yeah. Um, we had
0: another version of this song appear in the uh, Big Lebowski episode.
2: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. In this version, they actually changed some of the lyrics. Like, uh, the part that I picked to play here, they, they, like, changed the lyrics to talk about gamblers taking speed. Yeah. I, think very,
1: like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think it was. Very apropos. I, I think it was very apropos. And I think it was a bit of a statement on whoever, music supervisor or yeah. Terry Gilliam's part. But uh, this was the end of an era of um, of Vegas. And yeah. then it ushered in, like, I guess in the 90s. It was like kid friendly Vegas. And now, now I guess it's. We're kind of going back to the decadence of what Vegas used to be, but it's in a different sort of way. Yeah, yeah. More drug related. Um Everyone's doing what everyone's trying to do what Hunter S. Thompson did. In this
2: <laughs> I think I would make an argument that the original Viva Las Vegas is already really weird <coughs> and corrupt, and I feel like that would function just fine for this yeah, movie. Yeah, no, that's probably true. <laughs> any Viva, you can always do any Viva. Yeah,
1: any Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: don't know. I, I like it all right. It functions well in the
0: soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't probably. say it's a great cover though. That's the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas soundtrack. Right. Hey, 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 hey. That's, that's the good. end of the sound. That's the end of the sound. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move on to ratings, where Wait. we will give the soundtrack a rating of 0 to 15 stars. Decimal points allowed. We are going to
1: start with Chris, as we always do. <laughs> 0 to 15 hits of adrenochrome. Hi. Um, <laughs> 15 being too much. Uh, too much, too much. I, um, I love this soundtrack. I love this movie. I think there's so much music in this movie. I think the only the only downside about the soundtrack is like there were maybe 12 more songs in the movie. I'm like, oh, I, I wish that was kind of on there. But I can't really be too upset about that. I think it's functions perfectly. I got to give it a 14.2. Very nice. Very re-listenable. Yeah, I would I would listen to this start to finish multiple times. I like the adding in the Hunter S. Thompson you yeah. know, quotes, which are real quotes of his. You know, mm-hmm.
2: so. um, I'll go next. You want know, to me? Um, yeah, so it's hard for me because I own the soundtrack and I listen to it a ton. It's funny, like uh, going back, like that Buffalo Springfield song is a song that I've kind of recently rediscovered and I didn't even realize was on the soundtrack, and I don't know why that one didn't stick with me. But this is, like, I got to ding it a little bit for being classic songs. There's, like, not much, like, original besides the score. Uh, but this is it's all fantastic music. I will give it a 14.1.
1: Okay. Very
0: nice. Very nice. Very nice. Good scores all around. Uh, out of 0 to 15, hits of Adrenochrome in the sky. <laughs> love the movie. Love the soundtrack. Uh <laughs> Even though Hunter Thompson was originally, you know, on an assignment to cover something else. And then he ended up, you know, with a different narrative about, you know, the downfall and the demise of the counterculture and their ultimate failure. And also how quickly he uh, was comment, you know, how quickly retrospective it was. I mean, happening in 1971 and him commenting on what happened in 1969, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's pretty funny uh but also like very eloquent and still holds up and i think the soundtrack to the movie perfectly encapsulates the narrative that he ended up writing about and you know also the book you could listen to the the music you could listen to the soundtrack and read the book and kind of get the same experience yeah, and
1: get some of the songs mentioned in the yeah some of book. the songs
0: uh so i'm gonna give it a 14.5
1: out a way that's a well, great soundtrack good job Hunter. good recommendation good, jo- good recommendation.
2: Very good. All right, before we go, we do have to add a song to the track listing Spotify playlist. <laughs> this week, we are uh, recommending our favorite psychedelic rock song. Who wants to go first?
1: Sure, I can go first. Go for it. I am gonna play a song by Flying Lotus called "The Boys Who Died in Their Sleep." Let's hear that. Take it away. I
3: don't want,
1: Featuring Captain Murphy. Yeah, featuring Captain Murphy on that. This is um, from their 2014, or it's a guy, Stephen Ellison, uh, music producer, also known as Flying Lotus. But um, this is their uh, 2014 studio album, You're Dead your dad with an exclamation um, point exclamation if i remember yeah. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's got some great people on it, it was uh, yeah. really my first introduction to like kendrick lamar and thundercat who are awesome but yeah really experimental stuff and i i tried to look for um the quote but i had heard this was uh this song is what Michael Jackson was hearing in his head when he was dying, <laughs> uh, which is great. Just take another pill. Take another pill. <laughs> this is horrifying. Or maybe but, they uh,
0: cover that in the uh, upcoming Johnny Depp produced yeah, yeah, Michael I mean,
1: Jackson musical.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is a song with with the song that the glove is whispering to him as he drifts off. And, well, good night. <laughs>
1: but that's, that's um, insane.
3: <laughs> what the fuck?
1: but uh oh, yeah man. it's a, it's an awesome album very experimental and it's 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 pretty out there um some very jazzy hip y stuff <laughs> but I, I recommend uh flying lettuce if you guys are not a fan. It's very good check them out
2: i like it um i'll go next if you don't mind Go for it. So, on this podcast, I feel like a lot of the times we listen to a soundtrack with a bunch of music from the 90s, and then I end up recommending a song from the 70s or the 60s. Uh, this week, we're going to do something a little bit backwards. We've been listening to great music from the 60s and 70s, and I'm going to recommend a psych rock song from 1996 from the Brian Jonestown Massacre. This is An Enemy. You know
3: that-
2: Haven't watched the documentary called Dig, uh, which is
0: <laughs> fucking far out. It's <laughs> so good, far fucking out. It's Brian's
2: Jonestown Massacre and, and who else? Uh, the Dandy Warhols. The Dandy Warhols. It's the, That's right. The one-sided uh, rivalry between these two bands, <laughs> where <laughs> Brian's Jones and Dan Massacre are an amazing band. Uh, the kind of uh, genius lead singer is a psychopath with drug problems. Yeah, and the dandy warhols are a much more successful much worse band yeah. who uh the only thing they want to do is be friends with this other band <laughs> who just hates them and resents them and tries to sabotage them and like writes terrible
1: songs about them that dandy warhols love oh, it's man. so good yeah that's that sounds like my life without the success So i'm the damn dandy warhols with us it's just like hey yeah. can
2: i please be your friend i heard that song about me it was so mean i
3: loved it <laughs>
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but I I love this song. Brian Jones' Massacre is really good. And, uh, yeah, obviously the lead singer had a lot of drug problems, but his drug music was great. (laughs) No drugs, no soul, man. (laughs) There we go. Just ask under (laughs) Nikki, what do you got for us?
0: I have got the track Echoes from the 1971 album Metal by the band Pink Floyd. This is their 23-minute opus that takes (laughs) up the entire B side of a record. And uh, let's hear a little snippet of that now. All the nerds out there that have tried syncing up "Dark Side of the Moon" with that—I uh, <laughs> was just going to make a joke about that. <laughs> "Wizard of Oz." Yeah, Shut yeah, up, nerd! Yeah. <laughs> you can—you uh, may have seen the the sync up that is maybe even more uncanny than the uh, "Wizard of Oz." Th- this song provides the perfect score for a segment of uh, Kubrick's 2001: A Space Odyssey. Whoa. And after this jam fades out, uh, it goes into this very nightmarish. Um, you know, it's it's based, I think David Gilmore like plugged in his WA pedal in the opposite order to make these very demonic bird sounds. Uh, but it scores the part of uh Space Odyssey with those uh, like the color
1: gradients. Oh, wow.
2: 23 minutes. I thought you were gonna bring up like yeah. an episode of Seinfeld or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know if you if you uh, if you play uh, Brick in the wall. It perfectly syncs up to a section of uh, their movie, The Wall. It's, re- <laughs> it's, it's trippy, man. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Geldof. You're it right. just totally syncs up. Totally syncs up, and they play it in the movie yeah. too. So it's it's like it blows your mind. This
0: was the album that they put out. Uh, as the precursor to Dark Side um yeah really great check yeah. out metal i really like i think king uh, floyd's going one of,
2: places one of these days the the first track on the Even first side i really there. like with the the creepy bass line uh one of these
0: days yeah that's yeah, a great, that might be my favorite floyd album <laughs> metal yeah yeah it's a really good one underrated very good there's a track you know there's like a blues song on there where they like mic up a howling dog <laughs> you know, uh, also, like they're live in pompeii you know concert they played the song and they also bring a dog out with them and
1: this poor dog is out in the middle of you know pompeii Taze it and make it howl oh! Jesus. <laughs>
3: yeah
1: pink floyd check them out guys yeah they're going places, <laughs> go
2: going places. places. 23 minutes that's going to dominate the playlist <laughs> and, uh...
1: <laughs> thank you guys for uh, listening to the fear a and loathing soundtrack yeah uh, yeah thanks the great pick yeah, great. had a pick, great time. Eric. That was awesome. I had a really good time. Good too. Hope had everybody time. had a happy
0: Thanksgiving and um, whatever holiday comes up after that. <laughs> <laughs> the war on holidays. <laughs> yeah. Whose pick is it next time it's it's my pick
1: so stay tuned for that and shingle all the way next week as always (laughs) uh i am easily persuadable so please uh message me your pick and i'll play it (laughs) i think think
0: we may have a new game coming up in the next episode as well oh sure stick with us we love you thanks for listening Bye. Bye -bye. bye